Haha. Good evening, everyone. Comedy results. Vic and Bob special. Uh, testing, testing. I think we're all working. Let's go. Uh, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> to the comedy results, uh, ladies and gentlemen. It's uh, me, Gavin Webster, normally uh, uh, transmitting on a Saturday night, of course, at 10 o'clock during these days of lockdown. But of course, uh, in the last few weeks, uh, normally we do a 12 o'clock show, but that hasn't happened since uh, March. But tonight is a special night. It's not just a night when we um, have a bit of fun on a Tuesday night. Um, tonight's a special night. The other week we did a Young Ones one, and it worked so well. And uh, now let's get on to something else that I really like, and it is this. <laughs> Yes! <laughs> yeah, it is indeed. Indeed, um, Vic and Bob's, well, it's at the time was Vic Reeves' big night out, uh, and it is now back, obviously, Vic and Bob's big night out on BBC. Um, Vic Reeves and Bob Mortimer, it's a comedy results special. Vic Reeves isn't going to come on as a surprise guest, or Bob Mortimer, or indeed other people that I do actually know, like, like Mark Benton, who I worked with many times uh, doing bits and pieces, and of course Ross Noble, mate of, and he was the big warm-up man during a few of the series later on. No, it's not like that, it's not that sort of show, I'm not going to... Um, uh, 
not going to be. It's not going to be a sure whereby I'll just you know, to just all the my mates, you know, talking about uh, my my tenuous link of, pe- of of people I know in comedy. Um, it's, it's bullshit. That. And um, I uh, I'll be honest with you. Let let's let's get this straight from the top. Um, I met Jim Muir once and thought he was a bit of a prick. But there you go. And Bob Mortimer was in a room once where I could have met him, but I didn't want to because uh, you know they say never ever meet your heroes. Um, I've uh, never met John Layden. Um, I have met um, Alan Shoulder. Anyway, we're getting off the fucking point. Vic and Bob, wonderful, um, uh, phenomenon, British um, comedy phenomenon, Northern English, really, no- Northern, and of course the Northeast as well, which is where I'm from. Both from um, Vic Reeves, I think, was born in Darlington in about, I think, 1960, I think, something like that. He's about 60, isn't he? Um, born in Darlington uh, and uh, brought up there and then left when he was about 16. I'm shooting from the hip, by the way, here. I've not really done any Wikipedia. You can, you can correct us if I'm not exactly correct. I'm not really bothered, really. It's not, It's not. Again, it's not like that. You know, It's not about, I know more than you or whatever. Um, Vic Reeves left the area and then went down to London when he was about 19, 1979, was in different bands and he was at art school and then he started off doing this uh this thing while he was at art school uh which was um it wasn't the big the big night out at first he had, he had a couple of other names i think at first uh the first time i ever remember anything about the bloke was on tain tees in a show called the tube some of the older listeners will know what the tube was it was a show made in tain tees and uh, presented by jules holland and Paula Yates and Muriel Gray and several other fuckers. And it was it was from uh, Tainty Studio. Uh, and um it was uh, it, it was down in the um uh, it was down in um hold on, just getting back to somebody. Um uh yes, 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 yes. Um uh, sorry, it was just me getting back to somebody. Um the it was down in the uh, um uh, City Road Studios, Tainties, and Vic Reeves was on in about 1986. He was he was he was suspended from, from the ceiling with rope and he was like um and there was these people in squares. I can't really explain it. If anybody would like to text in and, and, and tell us if they remember that, that you can do. Or you can ring the show, by the way. You can ring on 0742-006-304. That's 0742-006-304. And tell us what you think about well the history of, of, of Vic and Bob, because we we had Vic Reeves Big Night Out, and then we'll, we'll go on to all of it if we can in an hour. I don't think we can. Vic Reeves Big Night Out, the smell of Reeves and Mortimer, shooting stars, of course, bang bang, it's Reeves and Mortimer. Um, oh, what was that one pilot they did, which was looked that was really funny? Of course, there was Catrick, there was House of Fools, um, and of course, Vic and Bob's big night as is now. And uh, what about Bob Mortimer when he's on? Um, when he's on, what I like to hear, he's fantastic, isn't he? But like, um, what a raconteur he is, and of course, he's just the fishing stuff with Paul Whitehouse. Paul Whitehouse, of course, and Charlie Higson used to go to the big night in London, and then went the Goldsmith in London, and then went the Goldsmith in London, and then went the Goldsmith in, in the documentary as well. Hi, John Bell. And um, he was um, The Weekenders, uh, PMCD 26, is put, of course, The Weekenders. I, I saw that once, I thought it was really great. It was Hat Stand, yeah, typical of them. And then um, he would, um, uh, I think he, he, he had a lot of different characters, and it was. He was Vic Reeves, and he was going to call himself something else. I think he had different characters, uh, and Thingy Aylward, Les, was with him as well. And then um, Bob Mortimer, I think, just turned up at the club and fancied himself, you know, as a, as a bit of foil to him, you know, and, and went up and spoke to him. I think he interviewed him about his day being a solicitor, that he's, he's being a solicitor at the day, and he'd chat to him about what, what it was like being a solicitor. Day, oh, we've got a caller already. And then, um, hold on one second, we've got a caller on the phone. Hello, hello there. Yeah. 
Hello, Julia Cluffley Stins on the phone. Um, yes, how are you? I'm grand. I've been looking forward to this. I can talk about Reeves and Mortimer till the cows come home. Well, fantastic. The only thing I can disappoint you with there is there's a lot of people lined up to call, so we'll have to like we'll have to like sort of crack on to make sure everybody gets their fair share. Like, you know what I mean? That's good because I wanted to be first, and then I wanted out of there. And you I presume you listen to the rest of it anyway. Um, oh, aye. Aye. Well, look, I mean, it's not for me to start harping on and give a pop in history like I was some sort of modern-day Kenneth Clark or something. I mean, by the, mm. the historian, some punts just going on about their pot in history. I'd like to hear from other people and tell us what they thought. Um, what, g give us a bit of... Give us two minutes about what you thought of Reeves and Waterman, what sort of stuff you enjoyed listening to and watching and all that. Go. Well, one of the first albums I ever bought was... Um, I Will Cure You by Vic Reeves. Oh, yes, yes, indeed, yeah. Love it, absolutely love it. And I remember, you know what I'm like, I drop names like other people drop mad skills. Really? But I never I never had you down as a name drop, but anyway, that's getting off the point. Uh, um, yeah, you were, you were saying that too. Who was that? Anyway. Ah, uh, yeah, it's um, the old, the old but, joke, yeah. Never ever name drop. Paul McCartney told me that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Reeves and Mortimer have always been the one that, been, you know, I'm a fan, and mm -hmm. that's it. I don't, I don't want to get involved. I, I don't want to try and work with them in any way. I've not. I. I've not, you know what I'm like. I know. No, I know where you're coming I from. If you do something, I'll do it. <laughs> I'll just turn up and take your show, whether you want me to or not. But I just loved, and it's been a dream of mine since I was 13 Aye. to be in the audience for them. And was it last year or the year before? The year before last, they, um, my husband mm -hmm. sent off for Dick and Bob's Big Night out tickets without telling me, and we got them. And I was in the front row, and honestly, the wow. poor man had to tell me to shut up. Someone mentioned Novelty Island quietly on the radio, and I went, <gasps> and I thought I was going to get flung out for being overexcited. And um, was this in Manchester, um, by the way, was it? No, this is in London. Really? Oh, they, they filmed them in London? I thought they'd start to film them in Manchester, but never mind, anyway. They did last year, I think. I think the year I went, they were still in London. Right. Some of them, I don't know, because they've got studios down near where I live. All right, and, yeah. Oh, the temptation to go and drive around them going, do you need a greyhound? It's quite <laughs> But it's always been, like, with comedians that I've admired and, like, it's always they've always come round the stand... Somehow, uh -huh. like, but Reeves and Mortimer have always just been on the other side of the telly. That's the only place to keep them. Yeah, like so, so. It's like what you would felt like when you were a child, and that when 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 um, famous comedians and that just seemed like in a magic world far away from you. Well, not me because they were in my bloody house, but. <laughs> No, but I mean, um, if you could take yourself back to when you were a child, that's what I mean. It was like it was like David Bowie. <laughs> it's it's one of those. It's a superstar, you know. It's mm -hmm. an amazing genius. Well, artist. what's your so what's your favorite uh, Vic and Bob series, for example? Well, I'm always a smell off kind of girl. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I love the songs mm -hmm. in it, and the sketches were brilliant, mm -hmm. and they had the the good Scottish accents, and they had Ken and Baby Stott, where everything. Start everything off with a little explosion. Who were the who were the Scottish characters that they had? And they had the draws. They're going. That's too wee. It's too wee. Who was that? Who, who were those characters? I can't 
Somebody will find out. Somebody's texted a PMCD26 put first saw him in Knockdown Ginger on the jo Jonathan Ross show. That was the first time. Because I was explaining on the show that the first time I um, clapped eyes on Vic Reeves was in 1986 on Tain television, funny enough, on the tube. Oh, and the he, tube. And he was and he, he came down, he was he was suspended from the ceiling on rope. You know, you know where the tube was filmed down in Studio Five yeah. down near the river, um, and that's the first the first time I think he be went up there. Obviously, because he's from the northeast, but he was living in London. He came up and did this thing, which was bizarre. But I never thought anything <laughs> of it at the time. You know, you just think this is just some mental bloke. You know, and then obviously five years later, he's 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 making TV history because the the victory was big night out. It, it, I think I'm right in saying it got mm -hmm. it got. Over 10 million viewers, there was a thing on Channel 4 that because it's part government funded, any show that got over 10 million rated viewers, they had to move it to another channel. In the proviso that no, nothing will ever get that. You know, Brookside was on and that got about 7 million at its peak, you know. So there's no way anything was going to get anything like that. And then this fucking daft show comes up at half 10 at night with two silly blokes and it gets, it, it breaks that, it gets 11 and 12 million and Channel 4 have got to fuck them off. <laughs> so it almost served them right you know for being um for being arty um so yeah that's but, so well oh, and um the remake of randall and hopkirk as well oh fuck i forgot about that i forgot that about was, that that was i loved randall and hopkirk when i was a kid and i love reason mortimer and i didn't think i'd like it together uh -huh. but it's on me i've got i've got the dvd and i, I spend some time with it once in a while Right, well, that's good because I never saw that, but I knew they did it. So that was it's 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 worth a look, is it? Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll lend you when I finally finish the wow. bloody DVD. That's amazing. So. Well, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna fly on to get on. But uh, thanks for being my first call. I really appreciate that and hope you're well. No, no, I wasn't letting anyone else have that on. It had to be me. <laughs> All right, Julia. Well, look, look, look Mark Merrill, tune in and go. You know what? That Julia's bloody funny. I'm going to laugh at her for once, and that'll be think, bucket list fun. I don't think this is Bob's <laughs> highest priority to be listening to this at the moment, but if, bless him if he is. Well, anyway. sorry, bloody priorities out there. <laughs> Maybe in the future. See you later. All right, Julia, speak soon. Bye-bye now. Bye. There you go. Oh, she actually hung up herself, which mm. is uh, decent of her. Um, yes, Julia Cluffley Snedden talked about that. Well, that was um, Randall and Hopkirk deceased. I forgot about that. Um, they've done a lot of things. I think they've done about seven or eight separate... Um, uh, projects, but of course, um, shooting stars was the thing that was probably the cash cow and the thing that they had to keep coming back to all the time because it was um, it was one of them things that you had to wear, uh, you know, because if if somebody wants something, you you have to do it, don't you? You can't just go oh, doing fancy doing that. I think they wanted to do more um, sketch shows and things, but they, they wanted them to keep doing um, shooting stars. But they've, they've come back to television that you can't you can't ditch. Vic and Bob, really, because it, it's to be the end of the day, you know. I thought this show was going to be really positive. I'm going to slug somebody off now. You look at like Ant and Dick, and they've recently had to apologize for blackface and all that. But at the end of the day, that wasn't them doing the blackface. Some bell ends written that for them, and 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 like um, some tubes told them that was really good to do it. And um, they don't really need to apologize, really, because it wasn't even them that wrote it. But, um, Ant and Dick were sort of like a a, a, a sort of um, children's television 
sanitised version of just stealing everything that Vic and Bob did. Really, that, that's what annoys me about television because it gets it gets lost in the wash, and it, and it, it you end up you end up with some some oh, I don't know some some Ladybird book um, version of what the real thing was. But that's I suppose that's life, and that's the that's the way it goes. Um, I've got loads and loads of um, messages about about all this. Um and uh, it was on the comedy results page, which is difficult to uh, it's always difficult to get the whole thing together. But here we are. We've got a few comments here. Um, uh, like I asked people what what ones they might like, and some people put House of Fools is my favourite. That's Julie Crawford. Um, the weekend as pilot is mind blowing. Would have loved a full series. Tom Barrett. Yeah, I did. Like I, I've seen some of it. It's dead funny. The newspaper turning upside down and everything. Um, Julia's got back series of shorts called Afternoon Delights. What yes, I know about that one. And fun, fun, fun. Yes, I thought fun, fun, fun was terrific. This is just going to be too short a program for all this, isn't it? Um, what Mark Saint Catrick is their best. After that, bang, bang, then smell of. Well, I, I don't mind what order you like it in. I think they're all really good in their own right. Um, and he has an interesting one. I'll, 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 I'll do this because it's uh, hey, it's democracy. Gavin Harry Harris. I'm throwing it out there. Never found them funny. Sorry, not sorry. Fair enough. That's that's fine because, like all great things, I think it it um, like all great things, I would say it it's sort of like you have to have people not liking it to make it great. I always feel that as a stand-up comedian, you've got to have a section of people not liking it because because ultimately, if everybody liked it, it's it's very very um safe, isn't it? It's very bland if everybody likes it, and and then perversely nobody likes it really. So it 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 has to it has to be hated by some. You've got to go out there on a limb when you're doing stand up comedy, even if even if you're the most horrible sort of um, not banal because they they're their own market anyway. But something really aggressive and offensive that's going out to shock. They're going full on. Loads of people are going to hate it. Some people are going to like it. Um, you can't be 100% when you're a comic. And those that try and go for 90%, I don't think are very good. But those that say, we're going to do what we're going to do, and if you don't like it, fair enough. Um, you don't need to watch it. Anyway, other people. Ben Lowe Smith, Catrick. Uh, I forgot to mention Catrick. Um, Hal Branson, not being a contrarian by posting smell of smell of and Catrick are my favourites, but this is a joy. Uh, reason more to my driving school, but I'm not, I can't really put that on. Um, Kieran Rafferty, I like the weekend as best. Then shooting stars, um, uh, Halbrand put the meat festival in Kieran Rafferty. It's the tape recorder of the hammering noises for his dad's cobbler bar. Unreal. Uh, and Benjamin Frank has been in touch. He said you murdered my brother seven years ago, brutally mined. Well, you're not getting away with it on this bus. And I used to love Catrick when the the fella, um, it's Chris, isn't it? He, he, um, uh, you know the one that used to. I oh, know, I never. And he would, um, he would, um. He was um, he used to want to have time off for his mother's funeral in six months' time. Uh, he looked he looked like Peter Sutcliffe. He, uh, that was the way he was made up. It was Vic Reeves that played the part? Connor Burns shooting stars, but they also did a one-off thing called the Club. The whole thing is on YouTube. It's absolutely gold. Well, the Club ended up, I think, on Bang Banger Trees and Morton. I think it was in a weird way. Baron's Nightclub was was sort of sort of designed on Peter Stringfellow when he used to have the keys round his neck and everything like that. Uh, Andy Balfour, the club by a male, Bob's accent in it, their version of falling falling down on shooting stars was genuine genius too. Dean Moore, smell of reason more to my stars in their eyes. Hello, I'm Bill Decker and I'm a murderer. Tonight, Matthew, I'm going to be booked George Michael. Uh, Barry Fox, big night out, the original. Mickey Easton, the club, Kinky John, of course, Kinky John, Vic Reeves with um, potatoes on his face uh, doing that. 
uh, and uh, Roland Gents, Shooting Stars, Neil Harrison, Bang Bang, particularly Tom Fun and Derek. So we've got Tom Fun's been mentioned twice, yeah. Um, and uh, that must have been Derek, almost two wee. There you go, uh, Julia, that's what it is. Um, ben Ben Groek, Monkey Trousers and Legends. Uh, legends. Uh, legends. Uh, it's 0742-006304. Um, hold on one second. I am just about to uh, get one of the guests on the uh, on the show now. Um, hang on. Ah, yeah, we'll hopefully be able to get this done. Um, at home with Slade, Julia Clovney Stins, but that's that, that's a good point. That's a good one. Uh, we're just going to give somebody a ring here. And hello, hello, hello. We've got Joe Heenan on the phone, hello? everybody. How are you doing, mate? You're right. <laughs> yeah, good man. Great. Uh, thanks, thanks for us saying that you would do this today. Um, I was really pleased you could because you, you did our last one about the young ones, and I know you're a fan of Reeves and Mortimer. So, um, it, it's all about it's all about two people. It's all about people who like it. I'm not I'm not here to trip people up on the exact history of that. I'm shooting from the hip as well. I'm just a fan. I'm not I'm not I'm not autistic about it. Um, yeah. Just, just go, mate. Just tell us what, tell us which things you like and and when you well, when well, you first well, come well, across them and that. You know what I mean? Well, 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 there's two things I've got to say, right? There's two things. Uh, two of the funniest things on TV I have ever seen in my entire life. Well, all right, here we go. Was right, okay. was uh, was uh, it's, it's in Vicky's big night. You know, I'm a, I thought. Reason more the smell of reason Mortimer was okay, but for uh, my opinion, I think they had too much money. Aye, that's a, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, I can see where you're coming from. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, but but in the big big night, there's uh, the, uh, was, um, and I remember watching it. I think it was like eighteen, nineteen. It was on Channel Four, like about half past six or something. I think it was on. Um, Something like that. I thought it was on me myself, about... but there you go. I thought, I thought it was, um, but uh, it, it it was certainly nineteen ninety to nineteen ninety one or something was was the two series. Yeah, right? only two series of it. Yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, I was. Yeah, I remember watching it, and and uh, it was it was it was uh, it was Graham Lister on Novelty Island. Remember that Novelty mm. Island? Oh Graham yes, Lister, yes, yes, watch. indeed. With, with the white picket fence, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, uh -huh. and uh, and he had he had a, a cereal box. <laughs> with, uh, with the pop star Mickey Rock's face written on it, and uh, <laughs> no, he, he is a film star. No, no, he, he is a he is a pop star. Right? And he had and he had uh, two holes. He had a hole and a hole in each eye, and a hole in his no in his nostrils, and a no, and a hole in his mouth. And uh, Graham must have pushed lard through. <laughs> Do you remember this? I do, yeah, I do. Now you and, mentioned and, it. And, and, and Graham looked at it, and he pushed this lab through the hole, and, <laughs> kind of white, and the white lab, like one of them came out of Mickey Rourke. Yeah, I know what you mean, it sort of sweeps and, and, out. And, and I remember laughing so hard at this. I mean, like, 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 I, like I couldn't laugh anymore. Like, my stomach was <laughs> so... <laughs> like you, you've wretched <laughs> enough, right? <laughs> And also there was the one. Do you remember Action and Exchange? No, I don't. I don't actually. No, no. What's that one? No, they were, they were two guys and they were fighting racism and having a lot of meetings about pubs. <laughs> and and it was called Action and Exchange, and, and they had uh, George Michael masks. <laughs> 
the hill. Had the mask on the top of the head. Had the mask on the top of the head. And Vic Reeves had a bra. And I think Bob Mortimer had... I can't remember what Bob Mortimer had. And, 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 and they did a dance routine. And once again, I have never... And I remember, I remember this vividly. My dad was sat on the chair <laughs> watching this and looking at me and going, what the fuck? Are you laughing at? Oh, great! It's like, yeah, there's a generation divide on this one, yeah. It was a generation divide, but then, but then, but then, uh, I swear to God, God, this this happened. Uh, and so every week I would watch Victory's Big Day Out, and my dad would, "Why are you watching this fish fun?" <laughs> but every week my dad would sit in that chair and watch that program with me. He'd still watch the whole lot and, all the way through. He would watch the whole lot all the way through, and I and he secretly loved Victory's Big Day Out. Right, 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 right. So you'd make a comment, he but he'd still it. watch it all but, the way through. Oh, yeah, yeah. But the thing, the thing is, I remember there was the man with the stick, and and uh, his best mate Terry. Remember his best mate Terry, the man with the stick, his best mate Terry, and uh, and his best mate Terry had set him up to put man with stick at uh, uh, eating jewels, <laughs> and uh, he got he got busted. I remember once the man with the stick, um, he was going, I miss me kids, I miss me kids. And, but this line always re- always sort of sits with me in a lovely way. When I miss me kids, he went, They've only got a week to go. They've only got a week to go. Shark testing for Volvo. And, <laughs> and they came in this cage. Shark testing for Volvo. Um, but the fact that they only had a week to go. They've only got a week to go. They've only got a week to go. Shark testing for Volvo. Um, it's fucking so funny. And it, it, what it is, because obviously I see you a lot on the circuit well, when we were comedians. Yeah. And the lineage I can get, the only thing in the past that, that comes like close to it, obviously there's a there's a link with, with Steve Martin and Dan Aykroyd and all that kind of stuff, you know, that can see a little bit of yeah. that kind of thing there. But the only link from yeah. the past is from sort of British music holders, Jim, Jimmy James in, in two fucking sort of caring the community types either side of him, just talking about elephants and boxes and all that. And one of the lines on that is Jimmy James turned to one of them going, I'll stop you going to those youth clubs. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like Rick and Bob, isn't it? And that's 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 the lineage, yeah, isn't it? That's where it all comes from. That's where it all comes from. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Aye, exactly. It's it's this it, is madness, absolute madness. Yeah, and it's it's and like then, and because I remember watching it and going, "What is this? This is mental!" And it was a very because of that thing, you were, you were either you were like the Rick and Bob or you like the fucking those wankers and Mary Whitehouse experience. Aye, that's that right. They were very much the other other end of the spectrum because they were the same time. That's right. Yeah, that's, that's correct. Exactly, but they were. Shit, I was, I was, I was, I was fucking university. Oh gosh, look at all the Yeah, it was, it was all quite, it was kind of forced, wasn't it? Because it was all like, it was just shit. They would mention, they, they, they would mention, I don't know, like, um, uh, primal screaming their jokes because they wanted the kids oh. to get it and things like that. But it was, it wasn't natural, like what the young ones had been. It, it, it was all forced, it was, you know. It was, it was dull as fuck. Yeah, but it was, then, yeah, yeah. They would, they, they, they would, they would count and have something. Morrissey, the, the, the consumer. Remember Morrissey, the consumer monkey? I do, yeah, I remember it well. Morrissey, Morrissey the consumer. Oh, Vic, oh, your skin's like fatted, fam. That was just, <laughs> that's just right. funny. 
And you know, he's, he's, he's arm, his arms round him when he was talking. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. His arms round him, and he would spit out like pale like fucking evil. Like he would spit. Like, Parents would come out Morrissey's the Kajua monkey's mouth. Like <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was that's what madness, obviously when he was doing that. All of a sudden, like then Greg Mitchell would turn up. You know what I mean? And uh, you know, hi, Greg Mitchell here. And I have to say, I really enjoyed last night's Barbara Dixon concert. <laughs> Think there was like, like Paul Whitehouse and Simon Day and Charlie Hickson, right. all these guys. They, all, they were all there. They, they were, were all, all part there. of that. Absolutely. Right? I mean, uh, Caroline Hearn turns up as Judith Grant. Caroline Hearn, that's right. That's right. That's yeah. right. And you, the, the, these people, they, they just had these bit parts, but ah, it was wonderful. And um, oh. and and and, per, and again, perversely, they let. What I liked about it is that it was a nod to nafness because it was sort of like a working men's club, wasn't it? When it was on, it was it, there was something rubbish about the music and everything when he came on. They, they knew that oh, they, they, were, they were aware that it was that celebration of that shitness, you know what I mean? It was like, but then, but then, but then, but then, but then that thing though, I think, I think Zach did fancy himself as a singer though, yeah, he did fancy himself <laughs> as a singer, but he was, but he was a shit singer, man. yeah, yeah, he that's was right. it's, it's, it's an he Achilles heel with some of these people, you know, they would like to do something else, you know what I mean? Um. Well, what is it? What is it? Uh, uh, the wonder stuff. He did wonder stuff. Maybe uh, uh, what was it? Dizzy and shitly and everything. And uh, but he just rolled in that kind of oh, we're famous right now. So it's just like let's just bang trying, out some fucking songs. Hits, yeah. yeah. Um, oh man, they're fucking that's that's some that's great stuff. Um, but that's but, but for me, Vic Lee's been there. That's that for me. That's that's the pinnacle. That's the space. Same here, like same here. I haven't. I, I I would really be disappointed if they hadn't done all the other stuff as well. Even though I didn't like it as much as Victory's Big Night Out. But yeah, Victory's. No, I mean, I mean, smell of reason water. But there was one. Remember the Master Chef one with the Lord oh, Grossman? Yeah, and, yeah. And, yeah and that he, was that he, was terrifying. He had he that had truly terrifying. He had all of the A team on his bike, didn't he? <laughs> There's a George Pep- Peppard, uh, and uh, and then he was flying across in midair, wasn't he? And there was church bells yeah, going. Yeah, and, 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 and but he had spoons for fingers and that's, like that's right. for fingers. But he, and he was he was big on that. He loved that sort of thing, Vic Reeves. It's almost like performance art. And that sounds wanky, but like yeah, he'd, he'd have like things on his face, like a mask, but it would be a woman's shoe and all that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was like sellotape. It was hey, that's really right. Sellotape. That's sellotape. I just made it weirder. Just made hey, it weirder. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking great. It's like a bad dream or something, uh-huh. isn't it? It's fucking lovely. Um, oh, Ryan Gosling. Oh, it's great. They also had Jimmy Hill masks. We're going back to the um, the masks that they had um, when. Yeah, uh, and they had, they, had, they had Sean Connery masks as well. <laughs> and there was. And there was, and I remember, and I remember, I remember when I first watched it, I, I hated Donald and Davy Scott. I hated it. Right, right. And then I watched it again. I went, actually, you know what? Donald and Davy Scott's brilliant. Now, if you don't mind, I've, uh, I've, I'm missing a, what was that? It was a, it was a Mentola. I'm missing a, I've a Mentola. It looks like it has like half a packet of Mentola in it. <laughs> and, and you had a drawing of, you had a really pure drawing of a Mentola. Now, this is what it looks like. It looks like this. What was the name of the uncle? What was the name of the uncle that turned up? Uncle Dave? Uncle Dave? I'm not sure. It could have been. Um, I'm not sure. I'll have to, somebody have to, have to check check up on that one. And I had Donald Navy stop once when you seen him at Mintola. He got up once and went, Can I just say, I've just had a Vesta curry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... No, 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 no. Stop, stop, stop it and stop. No, no, no. But all that stuff just became like catch. Everybody was saying it. 
everybody was saying right. it. And I know no no cunt was saying shite from the Mary Wiles experience. Yeah, I know, it was I know what shite. you mean. It's not you can't you can't manufacture a catchphrase. They, they try and do it on mainstream telly and it never quite goes. But the catchphrase as well, no, I think that's what like natural. The first show worked. Yeah, yeah. It, well, that's right, because Paul Whitehouse got his training from Rick and Bob, and he went, like, that's how you get catchphrases. Ever since catchphrases, that's how things become popular. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I think I think the, the catchphrases that Vic and Bob did were naturally... I don't I don't think they went, oh, we'll try and make this work, you know. Um, oh, no, the, not at all. Not and I, at think, all. I think that's that the natural things do do work in that respect. Because I think by the end of it, like, all that, you wouldn't let it lie. They're a bit sick of it themselves, so they're doing it in silly voices because yeah. they're, they're sort of sick of it themselves, yeah. you know, which is... That's fine, you know. You have... It, it's it's got a natural life then it ends you know yeah, um, yeah, yeah. you know but uh, it, and there was a chime so but I think Liz really was like that <laughs> Liz was I've seen no, I, had a, I had a mate who was on the London Underground and Liz was uh, on the tube and well, the, and Fred Eel was and he had, yeah. And, yeah but he had like a white lab coat and and, and a fucking like you know his spirit levels and shit <laughs> no really really yeah. in real life Hey, so we were that fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to think that's true, that he's actually still fucking doing that in real life. <laughs> it was it was funny at the time that people said oh i think les will end up with his own show and you know he won't because i think he had some shorts but he's just a just a uh, you know just a silent character it's like you kind of think no he's not but gonna was that thing, but it was that thing though with Vic and bob and it never worked with a with a uh what is his name uncle peter charlie fucking That's, the mad cunt somebody somebody's just uh, mentioned that up uncle peter which of course was charlie okay. chuck yeah 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 but he was it didn't work it never worked it never worked yeah 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 it was, yeah. it was it was never funny. It was never funny. That's, that's smell of, isn't it? it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was it. And, and he got booked to do a, a student union gig one time. Oh, uh, oh, I, I, I was actually booked to do it on behalf of him. That's right. I worked and, with him a few times. He was fucking awful. It, it, it's fucking awful. Yeah. He did like five minutes and getting booed off and shit like but that. I, and I, I, quite, I quite liked it that they, I quite liked it that they worked with awful people. It's sort of got a punk feel about it, isn't it? Like just, uh, well, yeah. I mean, because there was one moment of Uncle Peter that was really funny he was like they were looking inside this box they went it's Uncle Peter playing with his band and they were shit and they were like they couldn't play it and he was like he was like leaning on his fucking keyboard and all that and it was fucking awful and I'd love to see the clip of Uncle Peter's band playing and that was like it was worth it for that joke do you know what I mean it was worth him being yeah. shit for that joke you know I seen him at a service station, but I couldn't see it. Do you know, <laughs> years ago, you I fucking a you, yeah, somewhere like near Middlesbrough, just like on a fucking a shell garage, because you, you can't, you can't <laughs> miss him. No, he must have been, been doing a fucking gig or something, you know. He, he, but like, you can't. Um, <laughs> You, you can't say, mate, I, I work with you a couple of times. You wouldn't remember us, but uh, just off the back of Reeves Motor, you got a few hundred quid gigs in the whole area. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh, fuck it, you know. But, I mean, he, he did a tour off the back of it, you know. But, uh, you know. He had a tour off the back of that shit. Uh, nah, but... So was his catch from the other catch. Donkey. 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 That was it. Donkey. 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 Let's go. Let's pay three grand to the uncle Uncle Peter turn up as a donkey. Fuck off. But that's but that's that's students for you, isn't it? For for one year, they're going, yeah. Dunker. Dunker. Uh, you know, good luck to him. I hope he I hope he got a house out of that. 
Oh, bless you. Well, I'm pleased you did, mate. I'm, I'm, there's a few people racked up now to, to score, so that's pretty But Hey, thanks for stepping in and doing this, mate. I appreciate it. It's such a big subject. No, we thanks for really cool, man. Oh, man. Well, le, look at you. Le, le red, uh, honestly, it's <laughs> one of the funniest things. Well, that's the I moment for me. I, and I want to see that. I can vaguely remember that one, but I remember that series. So I would have watched I'll be on YouTube. I'll be on YouTube. And I would have laughed at the same time you did. That's the lovely thing about it, about television then. I would have laughed probably, I don't know, 120 miles south of you at the same time. At that yeah. Same thing, you know what I mean? Uh, so absolutely. That's a, that's a main, the major thing about that. Uh, absolutely. Know? What have kids got to relate to now when they grow up with a good muffin now? Mm. Oh, do you remember that YouTuber I watched for four hours? No, I didn't. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know what you're talking yeah. about because we didn't watch the, they don't, they didn't watch the same thing. Aye, because they were more famous four months later than what the other ones were. And looking back, yeah, at, but, looking back, it wasn't very good. <laughs> yeah, but you know what I mean? They've got nothing when they become 21, when they become 22, 23. Mm -hmm. they've, they've, got no, like, they've got nothing in common to talk yeah, about because they all watch different shit. Yeah, I know, I know, I know exactly what you mean, but you know, the, it's up to them to fix it, Joe. So uh, yeah. <laughs> that's the way we'll do it. Yeah, yeah. But I mate, know. thanks for ringing, man. Appreciate it, and I will see you soon. No problem, mate. Cheers, Joe. Good night, mate. See now. you soon, dude. Bye, man. You. Bye, bye. Well, there you go. There's uh, Joe Heenan there. I really enjoyed that, and um, we we'll just we we'll just have to keep um, um, tracking on, really, uh, with more calls. I, I would have thought. Um, I'm going to have a word with myself and calm down for a bit now. Well, that must be a, a line. And somebody put, I had to find this, oh, PM, PMCD26, but whiskey and brandy. Well, too wee. That's too wee. It's too wee. Um, whiskey and brandy. Um, that's a, a terrific, uh, terrific couple of characters. Um, hold on a second. Um, we've got, uh, I'm going to give somebody else a ring now who uh, I promised that would... Uh, Want to be on the show, uh, and we have hopefully Andrew O'Neill on the on the line. Hopefully, hopefully, and uh, here he is. Hello, Andrew O'Neill. How are you doing, mate? I'm alright, mate. How are you? I'm alright, mate. Thanks for agreeing to do this. Um, and right. um, we're we're cracking on with as many calls as we can about Vic and Bob. And now it's not it's not like a fucking test. I'm not some some bleep, <laughs> I'm not some don on the subject who's going to go. Oh, I think you'll find that might be quite wrong. It's just for <laughs> fans of the show to love it and tell us why they did. You know, just tell us when you first got into it and what you liked and everything, and just just fire away, mate. Um, uh, big man out. Um, mm -hmm. I I like very much like Matt Lucas. I saw it and hated it. Uh, by the way, can I ask how 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 old are you, Andrew? Just sort of how context. I'm 40. I'm so, 40. so you so just was, have been about ten or something. 10, 11. Right. Yeah. So it's quite young, really, in a way, because it was on quite late, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. But I was I was obsessed with comedy. Right. And, All right. I like, and and what? part of why I hated it was because I didn't get it. All and right. So, what did, what did you like at the time, like sort of thing? Before that, if you know. Black. What I mean. I black my obsession was black Adder. Right. Point. Okay. I I. I and just starting, I think I'd just seen a little bit of Muddy Pie. But also, like, uh, Harry Enfield. Aye, um, that'll be the first and, series and of him, that's, yeah, yeah. Like, everything, you know, like, I love, you know, Russ Abbott and Bobby Davro, and like, I love everything. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. If, right. if, if it was comedy, I, I wanted, no. if it was comedy, I wanted, to, I wanted to understand it and make it mine. And of course, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I think, I think the characters that they, like, I didn't, I didn't initially get it, and I just thought he was just this really arrogant man. And then I went back to it and I suddenly started like properly getting into it and reciting <laughs> yeah. 
writing it and like I went on a school trip to the Isle of Wight and my, me and my mum mouthed stuff to each other. I was on the coach and mouthed it, so, you know. Yeah, <laughs> what yeah, you yeah, do, yeah. You know, like, what do you do? What do you see the, uh, the Wheel of Justice? And my mum was like, comics, yeah. And, um, <laughs> and then, um, but then it was like, the the, the the big one was really like um, The Smell of Reeves and Mortimer because I watched it and I taped every one. Yes. And then like, you know, and then just watched it again and again and again and, 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 like I was, you know, I I became obsessed, and I and I, I I just I I loved them so much, and like it's easy to forget because you know they're they're cracking on now and they like a drink. They were both very good looking. Like like Jake in particular was really beautiful, and it was such a kind of yeah. There was, I don't know. There was they had, they had, I always feel they had they looked like stars as well. They looked they had star quality about them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and like um. There was something so warm about it, um, which I think is also in the early Mighty Boosh. There's something kind of almost cosy about it, mm-hmm. even though it's like completely batshit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I know, like, I know and where then, you're coming and, from, and, yeah. And it just sort of carried on from there, really. And then um, the um, the thing, I, the thing I think that's underrated about them is their musical output. I reckon they're, I reckon they're, they're musical comedians. On a par with the Pythons. If you look at their, yeah. their musical output, like obviously the, you know the the album that Vic put out, which I've got to holding here now, yes. I will cure you. It's got Dizzy yeah. the single on it, but uh-huh. then like <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> summer of seventy five. Oh, summer of seventy five. That is a classic, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Summer of seventy five is like, actually a great. It's actually a great ballad, almost. You know what I mean? It's proper good. That's, yeah, totally. They're genuinely good songwriters. Mm. And I think I used to think, I think everybody's been on a bit of a journey where obviously the, like Vic Lee's Big Night Out, so focused on Vic, and then gradually start to go, is Bob funnier? And then the stuff <laughs> that Bob's doing on his own now is like, well, I think he's, I think he's just, I think he's funny in a different way. I don't think he's Yeah, funnier, I agree. I agree with I that as well. Yeah. But then, but also like with the song stuff, like on Bob's, Song output on Atletico Mints is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, yeah. That's I've got to mention Atletico Mints as well. Yeah, sure. Come shows to Dunland. Oh That's right. Yeah, that's very funny. That I remember. I remember watching that about three or four months ago. It was terrific. Is it, it? Um, I don't know whether because I think what I was just saying to Joe Heenan before, like it's it's almost they, they understand the naffness of that working men's club culture, and I think like. Everything from the Vic stuff they did in Vic Reeves' Big Night Out, and of course on Shooting Stars, just doing a song in the club style and all that. They they, they understand mm. naffness, which is like I think yeah. I think you have to have almost a love of rubbish things when you're a good comedian, in my view. You know when when you know when non-comedians. <laughs> I'm I'm not being a snob here because we're comics, right? But you know when people say yeah, and it was shit, and I don't want you like that shit. And he, yeah, but shit's funny, you know, like like yeah, nonsense is funny is. and kitschiness is funny and and like. You know, I mean, obviously you're a big rock fan, but there's but there's loads of like camp take the piss out of rock, rock, isn't it? It's it's mock rock. There's like, like there's yeah. there's an ironicness about it. You know, it's not. It, it I don't think non-comedy people understand this sometimes. That naffness is great. You know, am I making myself brilliant. clear? Or do I sound like a prick? You know, what I mean? I, you know what I mean? What what? Do you know it's what I mean? It's funny though, because in in like in stand up, there's because the thing I've like because as a stand up, I've always wanted to be. A, you know, daft and surreal and uh-huh, yeah, odd, yeah. and and the funny thing with that is convincing 
if you like a kind of dressed up Saturday night audience, mm-hmm. that it's okay to laugh at something that's really silly mm-hmm. because it's almost like they, I don't know, like they, they can sometimes feel like they're above it. And so you have to like, I be we you know you have to, like you have to learn to sell it and just go it's it's, I don't, it's all right just <laughs> you know that line that they use all the time now what you're doing there just having a daft laugh yeah like, yeah that's great yeah. that's that's funny that's that sort of sums up I, I think I think they've tapped into a culture there you know because when when I work in factories this is this mistake people make they think blokes in factories well they'll only like if it's filthy or it's racist or something but it's it's it couldn't be worse from the couldn't be further away from the truth as you can imagine and I was in factories when the the victory's big night I was one and and the middle aged men with white lab coats on working you know in smelting works and things like that well fucking quoting bits of it because people yeah. love music hall and daftness and silliness it's it's one of their misnomers that. Nah, they wouldn't get that unless it's fucking filthy. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, 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 that, and, that, and that surrealism mm. and silly comedy is somehow middle class. I mean, that's, that's Monty Python's fault, really. Um, yeah, yeah no, that, not, not entirely, but I know, where, I know where you're coming from with that. Yeah, I know where you're... I know. It's, it's, but the, when I, like, whenever I've, when I've, I used to do loads of hitchhiking, and we would always, you know, you'd always talk, you know, so talking to, to lorry drivers about comedy, uh-huh. and they would always say, right, more often than not, they'd say... I really love Monty Python, and Aye. and I really love um, Chubby Brown, and there's that like the, the, people don't just like one thing, yeah, and that darkness and silliness, uh-huh. and it's 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 fu- the other funny thing is that is that when when Matt Lucas toured supporting them, right, um, no, he, he died on his ass every day because what Vic and Bob did mainly through the use of initially the use of catchphrases. Mm-hmm. Was sell daftness to people who didn't otherwise like it, and it wasn't like they liked it because it was daft. They liked it almost sometimes in spite of it being daft. And then when Matt Lucas was doing weird characters, people were like, "Well, this guy's just being weird." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they didn't get it. Yeah, yeah, and and obviously people will always get it at different levels. You know what I mean? And and you always get pedants yeah. going, "I like what he's doing." You know, I've had one somebody come up to me in Cardiff once. This bell end came up to me and I like the stuff that nobody else likes. And you think, no, nah, that you're getting it, you're getting it all wrong, mate. I'm trying to be funny. I'm not trying to appeal to clever people. You like, it, it, but, but I've you know, had you, that you, too, man. I've had, I've had, I've had up. I'll, I'll come off stage from what I consider a good gig, mm-hmm. and someone will go. I think what you're doing is a bit above the head of some of the people. <laughs> it, it, what, what it is, Andrew, it's, it's their snobbery, really. It's their snobbery getting exposed, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? They, they, you think, yeah. fuck off. You know, it's, um, you know, um, it, uh, hang on, um, hang on. Somebody's, uh, Graham Tate, the absurdity. You take the mick out of everything. Fucking Three Stooges, Laurel and Hardy, Harold Lloyd, hanging off a clock. Vic and Bob brought that back. The daftness was already there. Yeah, but I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that they invented it. What I'm saying is... Um, it, it it um people suppress that, don't they? You know, and um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, uh, I think but in families, jokes within families are a really good example of proper daftness mm-hmm. because because you're not self conscious when you're with your family mm-hmm. and the in jokes that you have that no one else will understand that and the, and the jokes you have with your mates, you just mm-hmm. say, you know, everyone's got it. Like That's right, yeah. almost everyone has got well, has I- got like a real. Underlying silliness. I, I hate to quote somebody when we're having a great laugh that isn't really isn't really <laughs> fucking suitable for this show. But Jim Davidson, I hate to say it, I came up with a great quote when he said, 
the thing is, a, 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 an open spot will go on stage thinking he's funny with his mates, and he'll go on stage and he'll do stories about um, about Billy and Fat Frank, but the audience don't know, no care who Billy and Fat Frank are. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. what you're saying with families in jokes where your mates would just laugh at each other when you you know about what somebody's like is like, yeah. and to to create that, to get your own world to create that is is the trick, like, isn't it? You know, that's a hard thing Absolutely. to do. You know. Um, so I mean, do you like do you like what Vic and Bob do now? Or, or was it? Are you just rooted in the past stuff? I I, I, I hoover it up like an addict. <laughs> um, I think I enjoy it. I, the, the first series back of Big Not Out, I thought was a bit underpowered, but the second one I really really liked. Aye. It's a it's a it's a it's a different case. Uh-huh. I mean, the old the old Big Night Out had more ideas in one episode than most series have. And, I know what you I mean. Yeah. It's like a first album, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. First album exactly. takes you yeah, six years. Material, all the best material you've done exactly. up until that point. Exactly. Your second album, you know, just everything you've got left, really. Um, and it, I do. I, I mean, I, I love. I really like. I properly loved House of Fools, and I think I think they work really well when they're put into a format. Like, like obviously, shooting styles was amazing, um, and uh, you know, and it just it works because they. It's like. It's squeezing what they do through a, <laughs> it's, it's like, like extruding their comedy into a shape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The new Big Night Out, I, like the second series, I was kind of watching going, well, I'll watch whatever they do. Uh-huh. But then, Proper, like a few bits of each. There's always really, still something, really isn't there? You know, this. I mean, you know, as you say, you, you put everything in the first lot, second lot's not good, but there's still be something. There's still something that's really good, you know. And and Atletico Mints, I listen to religiously, and and I think that there, what you get in that is the full depth of Bob's imagination, mm-hmm. because his the, the he constantly amazes me with with the kind of, like, the reach of what he's doing, like, properly. <laughs> I don't, there are things in that I just, I, I'm constantly surprised and yeah. amazed that he's found that idea. And it's like, it's a, and this is getting abstract, but the way, one of the ways in which I go about writing comedy is just try and dive deep into my unconscious brain and extract that weirdness, uh-huh. that resonance. Weirdness has got a kind of resonance. <laughs> It's and what, he does that just effortlessly. Yeah, I know what you mean. Some it's like um, Tony um, Allen, the bloke who invented, who invented the phrase alternative comedy. His books are yeah. book attitude, and he said about how we all we all have an inner clown, and we we need to find an inner clown. But some people I think it's easier than others, and Bob Mortimer has his inner clown just right next to him at hand, whereas a lot of us have to search yeah. out for it, you know. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. but he does it. He does as you say. He does it effortlessly, and he's one of the most effortless, effortless funny men I've ever ever seen or ever witnessed, you know. Like him on Would I Lie to You is just... Oh, it's, it's, I mean, it's I, sublime, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, sublime. and I, I, I can't watch panel shows. They, <laughs> just, they, same, they, same with me. They, that, that's, they, that's a good panel show. feel bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm the same. And uh, I do like that show, but I really like when, he, when he's on it. He's terrific, you know? Well, he does it. It's, and it is, and it's, I mean, it's, it's literal genius. That's, it's, like, it's proper... There aren't, there aren't many people that... I, like Peter Cook was someone who, you know, John Cleese talks about writing with Peter Cook, and he said, you know... It would take me three days to write thirty minutes of Aye. comedy. It takes Peter Cook thirty minutes to write thirty minutes. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. It's like it's like somebody at the very, very top of their game, isn't it? You know, 
It's yeah. somebody yeah, like it's, it's like a heavyweight boxer at, the, at their best years. It's like I've I've seen uh, interviews with Ronnie Corbett and saying that like you know the the um, two Ronnies we couldn't live with we couldn't live with Morkman Wise because at that time Eric Morkman was untouchable. He was just naturally just flying off. Like and I think I think yeah, people yeah. have that era. And even comics, I'm not that keen on. I'm not going to mention their names, but I've worked with, and they, they have a period where they're flying really. They're going, at, they're going really well. You know, they're, they're they're flying at it. But it seems like Bob's done that for thirty odd years. You know, yeah, um, just doesn't stop. Bang, just lovely. You know, but but also <sighs> they've not been they've not been like funneled off into presenting or into. It's very true. You yeah, know, and it's they they've. I mean, they got like there was that point where where the BBC just kept saying you can have another sketch show mm-hmm. after you've given us another series of shooting stars. Mm-hmm. Apparently, they did that for like five six years. Yeah, I touched on that early yeah. on the show. Yeah, and it was almost that's that's almost soured things a bit, but they've still managed to get you know get what they want eventually. You know, but I think it's because of where they came from. They never, you know, they were never <laughs> like doing you know doing crazy shows in New Cross. To eight people, it would often end in a fight. Yeah, <laughs> that's not that's not a career. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously they, they gradually got into the Goldsmiths Tavern, then the Albany Theatre, which was like three hundred seater. So, so they they eventually got they eventually knocked out a, the proper audience. At, you know, but as you say, at first it yeah. was just you know a dozen people in a pub. Um, but uh, but anyway, mate. Listen, thanks for ringing. I'm, I want there's a couple more I want to get in before before the end of the show. Wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, uh, thanks, sorry, it was a bit late on and that. But uh, you know, th- it's lovely to hear from you. And, and uh, thanks for sharing you, sharing your experiences of Vic and Bob. Man, I'll speak to you soon. Look after yourself. Cheers, mate. Bye, bye, Andrew. Here's Andrew O'Neill there, um, just talking about uh, his experience and obviously him being forty. I think a lot of people that I know that like them are are of a certain age and. Um, Maybe some people, maybe maybe my age, um, aren't keen on them. And it's a bit like it's a bit like punk or something. You get you people of a certain age. You go, what is this crap? And 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 sometimes I feel as though I uh, sit between two stools of music because I'm not into hip hop or or uh, you know, or any kind of rap music or anything because I am of a certain age. Which um, a text come up and said that and. Uh, you know, and I never got into the acid house thing because I'm of the wrong age. And then in the nineties, I was in the nineties, I was in my twenties, but I like nineties music. But I think you have to be of a, but my times before that because um, I'm just of that age, you know. Um, so uh, hold on a second, I shall get in touch with um, get in touch with what? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Here we go. Um, hello, hello. Um, right, everybody, it's Ryan Goff on the phone. Hello, Ryan, you're right. How are you, Gav? You're right. I'm very well, thank you, and thanks for doing this, mate. Appreciate it. Okay. Um, okay. We've flown across with the calls, and I, I knew this we couldn't get this done in an hour. We'll probably spill over, but um, it's good to get fans on. Now, you were telling me earlier that you're you're not a massive fan of the rest of it, but you're a huge fan of um, uh, the first series, of course. Victory yeah, is just, made out. Yeah, just touching on what Joe said earlier. Uh, but he stopped. He was on about the first two series, really, and that's where. I was into it. I really got into it in the, in the second series and because it was this irrelevant madcap humour. You're not gonna. It's, it's not like a sitcom, is it? Where you're gonna get into it in the first episode. You're gonna get the characters are like this. Um, it's gonna take you a few episodes to get into the uh, the irrelevant humour of a, a, a victim Bob, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and obviously, eventually, you'll, you either like it or you don't. Um, yeah, I mean, I loved it more on the second series. 
series, which came out the following year. It came out in 91. Yeah, that was 91. Uh, well, that was when I properly got into it. The first series, I just heard people talking about it and watched it and yeah. with a drink and went, yeah, yeah, bloke, just talk. I mean, I was, I was 19, I was 18, 19, so I was still living at home. And, you know, Dan started, we've not even had watched it with him. My dad, you know, he's a fan of Python, so uh-huh. he sort of like, he sort of like got it. And, uh-huh. uh, he, he really enjoyed it, and he still likes he still likes Rick and Bob. Uh, and my mum was just a bit, oh, I don't really get it. Uh, and, and never, I never did really get it. But once I got into it in the second series, I was ever went, you know, to Woolies and bought uh, series one on VHS. Yeah, uh, yeah. During live as well, I saw him at uh, the Birmingham Hippodrome. Oh, so you saw about ninety one. So you caught up, and then you got one. That was their first big tour, of course. Which is yeah, yeah. I mean, I watched I watched um, the the live one, um, the live video on YouTube tonight. And it's, you know, it's, it's the same as the one I saw at the Hippodrome. Yeah, uh, which uh, which was at Newcastle City Hall. I was going to say that the live one was at Newcastle City Hall. That's right. That's yeah. right. That's right. You know, it's, it's it's weird because looking at the audience in Newcastle, it was very much an adult audience. Whereas when I saw that. At the Hippodrome, it, it, it was Shea Stadium, nineteen sixty. You know, it was. Oh, it was the kids. It was the it was the teenagers. One, one, one that was it? Was, um, that's what happened at Wembley Stadium the year after with with um, the the Bedell and Whitehead. Of course, they, I mean, you know, obviously uh, Joe was slagging them off as well, and I wasn't a great fan myself. But like, yeah, they made a bit of history. To be fair, them, they made a bit of history by being the first people to play at the uh, yeah, at the arena. When, when I saw the, when I saw the uh, big guy that and when I saw the video of the girl and Newman, it, it was mainly there was a lot of um, teenage school schoolgirls there, not actually getting the jokes, but just like cheering uh, almost yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah, and I, look, I mean, there was yeah, very hot on the merchandise as well, weren't they? Oh, that's very that's very interesting because you see, I'm, I'm again, I'm not going to fucking name names and slag people off, but it it looks like that 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 um, the um, the whole um, Newman Bedil thing was the beginning of what's here now with that whole not so much boy band comedy but m- merchandise and heavy sort of um, just get them in like numbers gear yeah. comedy, and and obviously it becomes like a, it becomes a shuttle service because once they're finished. They're fucked off and they deal with the next lot, don't they, really? Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely. But there's the only, you know, you used to go to Virgin Next or, or HMV and you used to get the band t shirts, but you used to see Vic and Bob t shirts there as well with uh, catchphrase and where we'd I, re- I remember on that. The end of the stick or, you know. Yeah, I remember that. And I remember that was. I remember that big, big thing and posters of them being on their scooters and things. And, and it was for somebody my age, I'm the sort of same age as you, that. Yeah. I remember that being a change in culture that that people would have Vic Reeves and Bob Mortimer on their wall as student rather than you know the a poster of I don't know the Stone Roses or or, or whatever or James or something. It was that was that was it was the new rock and roll, you know, and it, and, it, and people yeah, were into that, you know. And I think that's yeah, a sea change. That's a, that's a, that's a, a a moment in history, isn't it? You know, it's a, it's a footnote in comedy history, really. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you just go look at what it was up against that time. Establishment, isn't it? Um, there's nothing. No, and how how the place were a coming to their own by that time, and they they were prime time, aren't they? But uh, Vic and Bob, it was always it was always nice. I think I think 
from different ball times because I was working in the call centre at the time and it was about four o'clock and someone really into different ball bands. It was we got very anal about it where if someone quoted it slightly wrong then uh, they would get pulled up on it and I think I think the, the early days it was very it was very cultish. It was like fucking XTC XTC fans where they don't like anyone else being XTC fans. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, themselves. there's that snobbery that comes with it. It's, when, yeah, exactly. When they're seeing Ike League and stuff, it's it's all over. It's like um, swearing in the 18th century. They suddenly make the word a <laughs> word for the for the for the you know for the the Ipoloi. Um, I know. So I mean, I was thinking today, like like obviously the, the post war. Obviously, the big thing is like the goons in the fifties that sort of kicked a lot of things off. You can mention loads of things off the back of that Hancock and everything, yeah. but like, and and then the sixties is the Saturday boom with there. Uh, that was the week that was, and and all the things yeah. that came from that. The nineteen forty that last nineteen forty eight show, and, and then of course Python and the goodies and everything. And then in the eighties, obviously, it came from the Comedy Store in seventy nine, and then bang bang out go the lights, and and um, boom out go the lights, and then and then obviously the young ones in the in the in the comic strip. But the nineties yeah. goes kicked off pretty much by Reeves and Mortimer, and to be fair. Newman Bedid, even though I didn't like that. Yes, it was. They're, they're the was, ones that it, kicked it, off the nineties, you know. It, it, yeah, people on about nineties comedy. I don't think of the late. I've always think of the early stuff. And that is, as you said, Mary Whitehouse experience and Dick and Bob. Yeah, and they, and they were the sort of catalyst of change, if you like, um, because obviously Frank Skinner and Lee Evans and all that came around at that time as well. Um, and it was yeah. much much more stand-up based, obviously Izzard and everything and all that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they were definitely the things that kicked it off and it, it became a different beast to what it was in the alternative comedy era, which which was which was just about finished then in the in the late eighties. You had I mean you had Jerry Sadovich and all that, who is sort of a unconformity, but but mainly the alternative era was done by then. You know, it was it was it was it was it had happened. Yeah, it, 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 as you said, it's gone to a lot of standard standard Really, it? Yeah, absolutely, and then you, you you're always in between yeah. times, and that and that came around at the, at the right time. And I mean, yeah. So do, do you not like this stuff now, or do you are you just not as interested? I in did, this stuff yeah, now? It, it, it wasn't a conscious decision. I just needed the smell of uh, Reeves and Morton, uh-huh. and you know, shooting stars was good. But mm-hmm. incidentally, Charlie Chuck is is safe and well, by the way, because I like. I didn't gig with him recently, but he, he lives, he doesn't live in the, up the north, he lives um, in Leicester, he lives in a village called Fleckney. Does he really? He's just, <laughs> he's just five of Leicester, yeah, and he, he ended up, you know, because he, he, he did the comedy part-time, but he, he worked in care. He did cared he really? for wow. kids in, um, um, underprivileged kids in, in a care oh, home. Oh, you make me feel bad now. I did, <laughs> a few, I did a few benefit gigs with him, and um, he used to, um, he used to have me as his, Compare strokes to Port Active. He was doing the gig locally for a short while. Does he? I did, about, I did about a dozen gigs with him. Yeah. Is he still Charlie Chuck when he goes out? Or is he? Does he not be Charlie Chuck anymore? No, he's, he's Charlie. He's Charlie Chuck. Um, off stage, his name's Dave. Dave Keir. Right. He's a he's a, he's a, lo- he's a lovely guy. He's very much like Charlie Chuck, but not uh, mad caps. Um, yeah, and yeah. what he does is when he's when he is on stage, he's doing you know the dark donkey and. You know, slice of that cream cake over there, but he'll talk about. I know that lane, yeah. yeah. He'll, he'll talk about Paul McCartney because Paul McCartney, I don't even know that, he booked him for his birthday party. Um, so, Paul McCartney, so Charlie Chuck went down to McCartney's um, mansion house in, in, in Sussex somewhere and did a kick for his, for his birthday party. So wow. he, talks, he talked about that. that be, you know, he named that. So that's, that's his anecdote, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw. Well, I, I, I saw. I'm so much. 
I saw once come out with a character as Charlie Chuck and just talk about what what he was like. Do you like Vic and Bob? Well, they used to get peered off all the country and then people are saying they were shit and look at them now. So fucking why don't you like something a bit alternative? And it was quite uh, funny. Oh, he, was, he was telling oh, no. the kids. But, but he's great. I mean, I mean he, he's, he's okay for about, for about 10 minutes until <laughs> until the novelty wears off. Oh, tell us about it. I mean, but, you know, like, I don't want to speak ill of the dead, but Frank Sidebottom was funny for 10 minutes, but then it got really tedious, yeah. and that's just the way it is, isn't it, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. And, and, he, and did it, say, he, he, he did say, sorry to cut you short there, Gav, just want to remember, he did say that, uh, that Lee Francis <laughs> nicked his act as well. Oh, that's you know, you know, with You know, with um, the, uh, the, um, the Spice Girl one. Wow, that's interesting. I was like, I was like looking at the lineage of that. So he's saying he's, he's he nicked his style, and the, and the fact that like Ian Jury reckons all like the like the like John Layden pinched his style, and you can sort of see the lineage. So you're saying, yeah, ah, you can do. That's fucking interesting. So he's like, because obviously Lee Francis is. I don't know him. I've got no. I, I, I don't have a dog in this race. I don't know him, but like, he's obviously a younger kid, and he's a bit more connected and that. So and it's a bit like you would look at somebody else and go, I could do that, but I could do it better. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fucking interesting. He wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't bitter or twisted or anything. Was know, he not? not at all. But, but I think he was just commenting on it, pointing it out. But, uh, yeah. You know, he we worked with Lee Francis a few times. Yeah, before he before he developed this um, this uh, Spice Girls story. Well, that's interesting. I didn't know that, so something we'll take with us. Well, listen, mate. Thanks for ringing. I, I was only intending to do right, an hour, right? Yeah. I've done done a bit more, but like, uh, just keep uh, texting the show when you when you when you get a chance. And and like, I'm glad you shared this with us. And uh, it's re it's really pretty much come out that the Vic Reeves Big Night Out is the one that most people have the most affection for. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, but there you go. Um, but look, thanks for ringing, mate. I will speak to you very soon, Ryan. Look after yourself, mate. And you, mate. Cheers, now. Bye, bye. Ryan Goff there, what a lovely man he is, you know, and uh, he is um, taking up the... Re I mean, if anybody would like to ring, you can um, on... Uh, we've had a chock full of phone calls, Audible 742 oh, what, what else? I mean, there's the, there was the... I Can Cure You, he did... He did a cover of Abide With Me on that, um, Vic Reeves, and he did, um, of course, he did... I Remember Punk Rock, what a, what a great track that was. I Remember Punk Rock... Um, uh, the Pistols had their lunch, I think is one line of it. Um, it was just a whole load of um, references to punk rock, uh, which was which was very funny. And um, I wonder if we could get one more in. We get one more call in, maybe. Um, uh, and uh, we could go indeed see if we can see if we can get this person in now. See if we can anyway. See if she'll answer anyway. You never know, dear. You? you never know at this time of night. She doesn't, it's just one of them things. So Hello? Hello, Sammy. Hello, are you alright? I'm very well. You're live on the comedy results, if you don't mind, that is. Not at all, not at all. Great. We've got Sammy Dobson on the phone, everybody, and she was on uh, last month, I think, when we did the Young Ones special, because you're a fan of Bottom. But I really wanted to get you on this, because I know you're a huge fan of Vic and Bob, aren't you? Massive, yeah. Right. Absolutely. Great, well, you're speaking my language. Um, so what we've had lots of people on now. Obviously, I know your age, you don't mind me giving it away. Something like 33 or something, isn't it? 33? I'm spot on, 33. Marvellous, it's a lot. It's a, <laughs> you're a long player. Um, and uh, you're not 33 and a third, are you? Um, Oh no! I just had my half birthday, and I only know that because my mum gets me the card. Oh, right. So you're uh, more... joys of being an only child. <laughs> so you're more than half. You're more than 
you're more than a third of the way to the hundred. Um, so, oh, Christ. Thank oh, you. Sorry. Uh, anyway, but enough of this. <laughs> enough of this. <laughs> enough of this insulting women. Um, I, I would like you to um, say what... Now, can you tell us when you first encountered Vic and Bob, like where it was, and then like tell us a bit about uh, the things you like and what you're a fan of? Um, well, I was four years old, mm-hmm. and my dad used to record Big Night Out, and I would sit and watch it with him. Right, and yeah, I, that's good. Absolutely. I, it was my most favourite thing. My two favourite things were Sooty and Vic and Bob. <laughs> um, Don't think I've ever heard that sentence before. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I obviously had quite confused, mixed feelings as a four-year-old. Of course, Because yeah. I can remember saying... I want to marry Vic Reeves or for him to be my dad. Because um, <laughs> I don't think you understand the feelings that you have when you're a child, but I was obsessed with it. Uh, the nursery had to get my mum in because I was upsetting the other children by bellowing you wouldn't let it lie. Oh, I see. Yes, yeah, so it's, it's, ah, it's across the cultures, isn't it? Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but... proper, properly weird, but I love the fact that there is enough in it for a four-year-old. I'm delighted by it. I know this. We're having a daughter. You can, you can, you can show them things, and you can. T- I mean, obviously, my daughter's old now, but when she was little, I was talking her. You, you, and they, they, they get into the funny lines in it. They just parrot the funny lines. So that's 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 good enough. If the if people want like it at different at different levels, you know. I remember, yes, but it was it was always like well, look at look at the quality of that sausage and things like that. Like, things my dad would say in the supermarket when I was a child, which probably, if, <laughs> you know, people around weren't Vic and Bob fans, then they came to abuse. But it was, <laughs> it was a weird... Um, I, yeah, I was properly... Well, we went to see them live. Yes. When they played the City Hall, my mum and dad took it. Uh-huh. And it was the night Dizzy went to number one. Wow. Because they came on stage with the Wonder Stuff and, and fixed it live. That's right, because did, they did two nights, I think, at the City Hall, but one of the mm-hmm. nights was the Wonder Stuff and one of the nights wasn't. A mate of mine went, but it wasn't the Wonder Stuff night. Ah, that's amazing. So, and that's when they recorded the the yellow video, the live show, that you know, the, the, the advert was it in the fridge. Oh, yes. So right. to get on cassette, that, that's when they recorded it. And you can actually see in the recording my dad holding me over the, the balcony at the City Hall like fucking Blanket Jackson. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could dance to Dizzy. But just a toddler being held at arm's length, effectively. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've seen that since, obviously. <laughs> and, I, and I saw them at the City Hall when they did the smell of tour as well. And apparently I got so excited that I was going to see them that night that I wet myself at school. That is how little I still was, even what, you by mean, smell of. You mean um, wet yourself the day of the show or the day yeah, after? Yeah, right, right, the day of. absolute, like, <laughs> serious, vibrating delight that I was going to get to see them again. Oh, dear. Um, and me, can you remember he used to do a thing where he would go... Bob would go flat to the floor and pretend he was peering down a little hole in the, the stage and I've so you wouldn't seen, believe what's going on down there. I've seen that, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, my dad got to play the City Hall with a band about 10 years ago mm-hmm. and I went to take some photos the day they were playing and my dad threw himself to the floor and said, Sammy, you wouldn't believe what's going on down oh, there. Oh, wow, it yeah. made me do. Oh, um, man. That's a neat moment to that. Being part of our family's vernacular, like since since I was four, effectively my whole life. What what? It's so a part of like my childhood of of my comedy of everything that at, at its root is Vic and Bob. What Absolutely. what do you particularly like about about them and and the characters they play and the things they do? It's a really hard thing to put your finger on. I think, mm. um, and I think it it is that weird thing that the North does really well, which is. Completely bizarre 
surrealism, oh, like yeah. art school surrealism, but utterly grounded in working man's club yeah, normality. Fetched that up several times. It's got a working men's club naffness about it as well, isn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, uh, that's the what I really like about it. It's like the like shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way you can do surrealism and it still be funny. Is, is it is to still have a foot in complete reality? Yeah, I know as what you soon mean. as you become absurd, it's just not funny anymore. Yeah, you, you, you've got to perver- together some dark shit. You've got to perversely love it. That that's what I was trying to. Exp- I was trying to say this. I think Andrew was getting it. I was talking earlier about like um, you know, when a non-comedy person like they, they look at crap things, not things, they go, yeah, but it's shit. It's just shit. And you go, yeah, but like mm. you've got to like shit things to to make. You've got to love shit things to be able to send things up. You can't you can't do it from a position of hate. And if you hate working men's clubs and hate everything about it, you could never have carried off the big night out doing them silly kitsch songs. You know what I mean? You you have to have a, a love of it, you know what I mean? I, I think anyway. Yeah, that makes sense actually. Lord, and then that sort of comes that's a thread that runs through everything they do, even if it's like because I know Bob Mortimer's obsessed with television and he watches a lot of really shit television. He loves things like Teen Mom and shows that you would never expect he loves. But when you've got things like um, in Smell Of, particularly where they do adverts for shite products. Ah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, all, it's all informed by watching a lot of bad telly. And mm, yeah. It. I know exactly what you mean. I know what you mean. It, it, um, it, 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 it has that roots in that you can tell that it's done from a position of affection whenever whenever people yeah. send things up like that. Yeah, that's right. Um, and there's so much stuff that keeps... When you keep mentioning stuff there, there's stuff I've forgotten about, you know? And, uh, I mean, we can't do it justice in an hour. No. I'd have to do about eight hours, and it'd be stupid, you know, like eight hours. <laughs> and, but, um, yeah, and, and do you still do you still enjoy them now? You don't, you're not sick of them now or anything like that? Oh, no. I, 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 and it feels like Bob's... Bob's come into a, like, a world of his own since he became ill, almost, that he sort of gives less of a fuck and does... Yeah. He's more open and... Absolutely, I, like, yeah, Even yeah. seeing him in, like, more mundane settings, like seeing him on game shows, like, you wouldn't let... Uh, you wouldn't let it lie, fuck yeah. me. <laughs> 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 I would watch that. You know what I mean. Yeah, I would have liked you. Would have liked you. Would have liked you. And then, of course, there's the fishing stuff that he does. That's all so touching that it's not like... Oh, my God, it's beautiful. And then the little videos he makes of himself with Train Guy and the, the mm-hmm. poems and the songs. And it's, it's it's it genuinely feels like a bit of magic that he's just sort of... Yeah. And as a kid, when you don't really understand the dynamics of stuff, mm-hmm. I was absolutely bought into, at four years old, it's Vic Reeves and Bob's the sidekick. Uh-huh. And when you watch it back, that's absolute bollocks. It's not that way at all. Really, when you look, when you watch it back, really, right, right, yeah. The amount that Bob puts into it, the amount of like absurd asides and different little things, where you go, fucking hell, I had it, I had it, I tried it totally wrong as a kid. Well, I mean, not the, 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 the dynamics so interesting because obviously. You had, you had old-fashioned um, straight men like Ernie Wise and all that, and then you had like things like these terrible double acts where one of them was ruining the other one's serious song, so that was the serious uh, man, and then the, all that stuff. And then and then other people where they were just doing sketches, like, say, French and Saunders, that were just they were actually great writers doing sketches. They weren't really a double act as such, they were two people working together. But, like, yeah. this this had a weird dynamic where... where you know, as you say, they're both funny in different ways, but they complement each other well. It's not it's not one working off the other, you know. 
if you like. Yeah, it feels like they're both a different type of idiot. Ah, uh, yeah, that's a oh god, that's a great quote. Great quote. Yeah, uh, I like that. There's the pomposity of Vic, but Bobby's a little daft guess. I don't. There's something uh, like yeah, sort yeah. Of gets handed back and forward. Yeah, and I know, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. And, and sometimes Vic Reeves is really cruel to him. But then other things yeah. like and, and also Vic Reeves plays an idiot really well, like an idiot Savannah, like a fucking stupid, ignorant idiot. Do you know what I mean? And and, <laughs> and I, I like I like that, like how he doesn't get stuff, you know what I mean? When he was in shooting stars, he would like he'd joke with dinosaurs and he wouldn't get stuff and not understand it. And that's a that's a lovely idea that he he didn't get things. And uh, <laughs> that's really funny, isn't it? <laughs> that idea well, my that, favorite. My favourite example of that is Din Smellov, I think, is when Bob's talking about a gay couple and Victor's going, two fellas. I know the one. It's so It's, uh, what, two blokes, two blokes kissing and cuddling. <laughs> <laughs> and he doesn't get it, and then he goes, don't be stupid. Oh, hello, George. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, yeah. That's really funny that and 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 it's like when you look at it, it's just obvious, but it's so funny that the he doesn't he doesn't get the concept of two gear men, <laughs> and that he's not even been aware of it in the papers and all that. What two blokes kissing and cuddling? Yeah, you're having a dog. You're and, being uh, silly. And, yeah. and it's so nice and it's so innocent as well. It's got a bad yeah. writer would have suddenly says, "Well, let's go down the depraved route," and, and but it's yeah. not. It's something really innocent about two blokes kissing and cuddling. That's really <laughs> funny, isn't it? That's proper funny. It's, it's even better than that. It's not. A, it's not discussed. It's disbelief. Yeah, that's right. It's not, that's right. And this is when again, when people, you know, it's big at the minute. Like you can, you can't see anything these days. It's they're not understanding humour. These people. I don't care what anybody says about anything. But as long as it comes from a brilliant humour side, but these people aren't. They're just an excuse to say horrific things, and they've got no. They haven't got a fucking ounce of humour in them. Whereas this is just fucking so funny. You know what I mean? It's fucking. It's humour that I'm. Well, in, we were having this discussion the other day with the um. Well, there's two characters in this. There's Doctor Shakimoto, which was more recent, and um. Oh God, it's in the, the club character where he's from Hong Kong. Brought up oh, in Hong Kong. Yeah, yeah. Bob's it's Kinky, Kinky John's the other bloke, and the other bloke's um, but he's brought up in Hong Kong. But he, he, he uh, so like I have that very serious was a version of our artist. <laughs> yeah, and we were watching it recently. Called, I'm sure, I'm sure people would take offence at this, but there isn't really anything to take offence at when you no. when you break it down. No, it's just because he, he's a, he's a bloke who was brought up in Hong Kong, but obviously. Yeah has got the cod accent that a Hong Kong person speaking English has. So when you, yeah, you break it down, there's no offence at all. It's done, no, it's, no, not at all. It's, it's, but it, I love, oh, yeah, I mean, I could rhapsodise about them all night long. I think another thing that it constantly amazes me when you when you think back, did you watch Families at War? Um, yes, I did. I did with Alice Beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was in it. And that, a prime time Saturday night family game show. That's right, you've yeah. got... Vic Reeves on a harness screaming, I am the spider. I am the spider, I, I am the fly, it was Bob. Bob was going, I am the fly. I am the boatman. This, this was on, funny enough, this was on Channel 5, or the worst of comedy of the year. You know, they, they do these terrible list programmes. They're going, and you get these poncy, what they're called, like, um, uh, um, critics who reckon they know all of you about comedy. You know, like Kevin Orson. Yeah, exactly. And they go, I mean, this is like Vic and Bob, really good, you know, but they, they just, it wasn't going to work at that time. And you think, well, it was actually, I enjoyed it. You know, I thought it was fun. Yeah. And, and I reckon if they'd stuck with it, it would have probably worked really well. Um, and 
it, it's it's still worthy of note. I forgot. I'm glad you mentioned that. I forgot all about that. Families at war. Then the fact that I had someone with um in a backpack on a fucking running machine. That's right. Like that we, that's right. They had to go to an exec somewhere and went, well, this is what we're going to do. Uh-huh. Yeah. On prime time Saturday night television. Aye. Yes. I'll, uh, I just think that... The, I think that the best thing about them is they don't care. They're never doing anything for how will this be received, what... How will it, it's everything is oh, making uh, each other laugh, how, that little glint in each other's right. eyes. That's right. How can we and wind I, people up? What's the latest thing? What can we do to send it? Nah, none of that ever. They just want to no. make great stuff. Yeah. I and agree. I love the fact they're still trying to make each other laugh. I went to them, was it early this year? Where they were at the Time Theatre and it was just them in conversation. Oh, yeah. Q&A. oh was that good? I'd love to have seen that. Right. It, it really was. It was absolutely brilliant. Um, but it, the whole thing just felt like. They were just trying to still make each other laugh, which is completely adorable. That's terrific. And it, it doesn't yeah. feel like it's a big in-joke and a back-slappy, like... Yeah, schmaltzy kind of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're just having a lovely time, and mm. we're, in, we're welcoming that, and that's, I think that's magic, and not many people actually manage to capture that. It either feels like a big in-joke that you're not part of, yeah. or it's a construct that isn't oh, real, yeah, and you tell with them that it's... Very genuinely lovely. It, when you don't do something like that, right, it looks awful and it can ruin what your thoughts are of that person forever. If you go, oh, God, Absolutely. that's horrendous. And like them roasts in America, I've never liked them when they say, oh, you want to look at the ones from Don Rickles doing Ronald Reagan mm. years ago? You go, that just seems forced to me. It doesn't seem natural. And it's maybe it's, maybe it's lost over the Atlantic somewhere. Not for me, but when they do things like that, they just seem like they're really natural when they're talking, you know? It's, uh... But it's the, the, the fact that they also kept little bits from each other. So mm-hmm. when they were doing, I think it was in Bang Bang, where the, the stops, but they interviewed a different celebrity each week, uh-huh. they hadn't heard the other one's questions. Oh, they right. didn't know what the other was going to ask. So all of their laughter is completely genuine. I can imagine that, yeah. yeah. When they're being Donald and Davy start doing the questions. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's right. Some of them, Damon Hill's really funny. And Sting, <laughs> Sting, man. Oh, that's that's proper good. Yeah, so I can, that makes sense now because obviously if you and and that's that's how you've always got to have funny people d- producing the comedy rather than execs because you go no that that'll work if he doesn't know what I'm telling what I'm going to say yeah. he's genuinely going to corpse. It's not like you know that's how great film directors work. You know like you go right. What, I'm getting off the point here, but Sam Peckinpah in in um, bloody um, um, oh I've forgotten what it's called the, the film in. Cornwall with Dustin Hoffman and um, Susan George. Anyway, he tells them to come in the pub with these trousers off, so the so the blokes in the pub get a shock, you know. So and it's the things like that, isn't it? You've got to, you've got to you've got to have a, a something where you genuinely get a shock. And if you're not telling them what their questions are, you're obviously going to corpse, aren't you? You know, because they're all oh, yeah. they're bound to try and outdo each other. That's what human nature, isn't it? You but know what I mean? The flip side of that coin is that from the beginning, from the beginning of Big Night Out, they wrote corpsing in. <laughs> Really? Because, and they did it on purpose so people weren't alienated. If you actually read the early scripts, their scripts are so overnoted. Everything's there for a reason. Really? Right. Any daft costume, any daft prop, it is it absolutely is playing its part. It's pulling its way. It's got its purpose. But they would they would write in where they were going to corpse and laugh at each other because I've heard Bob interviewed about it and he said, otherwise it felt like people didn't want to come with her. If if they knew we knew this was stupid, mm-hmm. they felt like they were in on the joke. 
Whereas yeah. if we just played it straight the whole time, yeah, it felt yeah, like yeah. it would be an exclusive. So they did it there. on purpose. Ah, that's interesting because I know I know um, things like with the, the the theme tune this for the Smell and Reeves Mortar. Come on, let's have a sniff of it. That was actually the first thing they ever did on the pilot of. Um, of Victory's Big Night Out, you know that was that. So that's a song that they had with them before that, and I think from the the Albany Theatre, all the, on the early bits of um, uh, Victory's Big Night Out was all the best stuff they had from the Albany Theatre, mm. you know, because they used to waffle a lot and fiddle around, but obviously they had to get into half an hour, so you had to do the best stuff you could, um, and it's it is you know it's difficult to get something to go from the stage that was a massive hit in the stage to go into the to go on the television to get it in that little screen, you know that's a Tough thing to pull off, but they did, you know. But I think it was a, a genius idea to do it in a theatre or to have it look like a theatre space that uh-huh. actually uh-huh. didn't have to adapt too much. Yes, to make yes. that work. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And and a, a, a rubbish director in that might, might have completely screwed that show. They might have completely killed it. But fortunately... I think Channel X, isn't it? Jonathan Ross's channel? Yeah, Jonathan P- Ross, yeah. Picked it up and sort of like... And did it right. I think that I, I just think they didn't interfere too much with the content. I think they just like went well. We'll just make sure we've got a, a end of part one or part two, and and you do the song at the end and top and tail it. But then after that, it was up to them. And 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 I think that's that's the that's the key to it, really, isn't it? You know. But that's the thing I'll never ever understand that how current commissioners and comedy execs can look back over history and see things like they can bob the office. Mm-hmm. Alan Partridge, mm-hmm. the day to day, things where they were untouched, people left to their own devices, uh-huh. written, directed, performed by mm-hmm. those people. Yeah. And you end up with things that are going to last forever. Mm-hmm. And yet they still haven't learned from that to go. We should probably just trust people and let them do things. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, yep. Yeah. Preaching the converted here, obviously, and uh, but and probably most of the people listening would agree with you because <coughs> a lot of them are comics and. Um, but you know, try telling that because they want to have their dirty fingertips all over it, you know. And, and as you say, all the good stuff down the years, you know, like the comic strip or something. They, they, you know, mm-hmm. Peter Richardson just directed that and says, "This is what we're doing." And uh, just because it was untouched, it meant it was done properly, you know. And uh, yeah. oh god, you know, what can you do? Um, but hey, listen, thanks for thanks for letting me bring you and and sort this out because we just got you late because I didn't think you'd got back to me message and I really wanted you on because I knew you were a massive fan. So um, oh, huge! I did. I've met Vic Reeves once, and I said, hmm, he's a very shy man. I told him, yeah. oh, when I was four years old, I said I was going to marry you, and he looked absolutely horrified so I'm really glad I ruined that for myself yeah I, I was pissed when I met him and uh, said I'm a big fan and I think he was just a bit embarrassed and then he was a bit weird with us And but I sort of blamed <laughs> myself because I was a bit drunk and uh, and, I, and I once saw Bobber to do and I didn't want to do the same thing I didn't I didn't approach him I just thought I don't want to it's not you shouldn't no. really do that you know I don't think I would with Bob now yeah. I just want to keep the, the memory <laughs> intact <laughs> no, well, that's, quite, that's respect for you man um, so <laughs> Well, look, it's, it is genuinely lovely to hear from you. It's lovely to have a nice conversation as well, doing something mundane. Well done for the last two weeks at the stand. Absolutely oh, brilliant. Thank you. Absolutely brilliant, honestly. It was really it was great to watch you on Saturday, watching on the on the on me, me laptop and uh, working with you the week before. So, hey, good luck to you. Hope, hope to see you soon. And uh, yeah. thanks very much, Sammy. Thanks for thanks for ringing. Well, thanks very much. Thanks for letting me talk about one of my most favourite things. Oh, in the world. I can tell you, I'm a massive fan. Speak to you soon, Sammy. Bye thank now. You soon. Have a nice night. Bye, love. Bye. bye. There you go, Sammy Dobbs. I think that's a that's a uh, I think that's an appropriate way to end. Somebody who's a, a huge fan 
And uh, the um, <clears throat> couple of messages though, Dean Moore, first time watching Vic and Bob, I had my first skunk bucket. It was the Flory Lloyd Grossman Master Chef sketch with the massive head. Uh, I got the giggles and laughed that hard. I shit my pants, but was too stoned to care. <laughs> it's like a viz letter. <laughs> and Ryan Goff has probably got the last word. Um, Vic Reeves is also a great straight actor. He played Eric Morgan's dad opposite Victoria Wood in a film about Morgan and Wise, the early years. I remember that very well. And um, you know what? what's the definition of a television? It was the box that they buried Morgan and Wise in, which fortunately it wasn't. And uh, it... Um, yeah, let's... I suppose let, let's... Let's end with this, shall we? Let's end with this, and then we'll uh, we'll 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 take it away.
I should have done Oh Mr. Hairdresser with him and the Wonder Stuff. That's a bit of track. Uh, but hey, you know, I'm going to listen to that myself later. Thanks for um, getting in touch. Kemet's put, I put, I met Bob in March and I was so shy. I asked him how many cats he had. <laughs> and, um, you know, thank you very much for listening, everybody. Um, you can obviously um, get in touch with the comedy results anytime. Uh, go to mixlr.com slash Gavin Webster. You probably listen to that on here now. I'll be back on Saturday at 10 p.m. talking about all the gigs and that uh, that are happening online and, and elsewhere. Um, look after yourselves, wash your hands and, uh, you know, be nice to each other. And, uh, I'll, I'll see you, um, I'll see you Saturday. Well, thanks for, um, thanks for listening, eh? And, uh, it, this is a, this is a, this is a, a comedy results pro for production and it was done by me, Gavin Webster. And that was my idea. Anyway, see you soon. Good night. <laughs>